0: to another episode of Citation Needed, the history podcast that may or may not be under seagull attack. <laughs> My name is Colin Dunphy, and uh, I'm under attack by a group of seagulls that won't stop uh, bombing the <laughs> CBK studios as we try to record this podcast today. I hope it's not a problem. With me, as always, Ryan Buckley, Jonathan Graham, and today... Uh, Well, first, I guess I gotta do that preamble thing where I talk about how we don't really uh, do very well at telling a lot of details about history, and we just tell it as a historical (laughs) narrative, and... uh, Disclaimer's pretty important, yeah. Whereas most people, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) meticulously write this out to make sure their facts aren't wrong. uh, We read as much as we can, we do our research, like, you know, Mm -hmm. we love history, and we like reading about it, we like finding out new cool things, but... We tell it like your friend would if he was kind of like really nerdy <laughs> about history and bugging you about it. Uh, all the halting stops included. Yeah, yeah all the halting yeah, stops, all the, all the interjections, and it's just a little light historical narrative. Some fun, some goofs, some times with friends. <laughs> history <laughs> was, with friends. I was That's trying nice. to give some time yeah. for the seagulls to interject and they actually shut up a little They bit, might have stopped. Yeah. So today we're going to have Ryan Buckley telling... A story from history.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started looking into. Uh, this, this all came about sort of as a, as a result of the, the anarchism podcast. That, that started out. I was like, I want to find who the richest people ever were. And it was a fairly boring laundry list of like Rockefellers and whatever. And then that led me from there into anarchism because somebody tried to kill Rockefeller. And that was like, that kind of got me on track with that story. But one of the names that popped up on the list that I wanted to do more digging on was Mansa Musa. Who was king of Mali uh, from thirteen uh, till, till right up until thirteen thirty seven his death in thirteen thirty seven he had a twenty five year reign so thirteen twelve to thirteen thirty seven and he was ahead of all these guys on this list because he had just like a comical amount of money so to to, to set the stage it, it really like turns cartoonish uh, to set the stage the Mali Empire was like a four hundred year empire from about twelve hundred to sixteen hundred in West Africa. Um, picture like sub-Saharan so Mali, Ivory Coast Senegal, those kind of countries were all part of it. It, it grew obviously over the course of time and, and, and whatever and, and fluctuated a bit but it was, it was a very solid, very powerful and above all extremely rich nation in this area and uh, uh, from what I could pick up, really its rulership, its, its leadership was classified by like two focuses money and education they were all about money, they were all about learning and okay. it was just it. it honestly, like it, it, came down as like a remarkably progressive empire that's kind of forgotten historically because of that's su- such an oral tradition. There's not um, a lot of written record. It was really hard for me to dig up even what I dug up, just on on what I found here, and uh, like the, a lot of the accounts, the written accounts were by other people traveling through the country or anecdotally picking right. up stuff from the, you know, the people passing through, so. It's, it, like, they've got, a, they've got kind of a formation epic. The epic of Sunjata or Sundayata or however you want to pronounce it. It's got, like, several different pronunciations and spellings and stuff. And it's your classic, like, hero guy's exile. He's, like, nephew of the king and the king's sons kind of suck. And then the king's sons take over. He gets exiled and the people go find him. And he comes back and he kills him. Uh, little tweaks about it. He didn't walk, apparently, until he was seven years old. <laughs> Just couldn't walk because he was didn't? like born disabled because his mother was a hunchback and really like really like malformed too. Okay. And uh so he was born he just couldn't walk till he was like 7 years old and then he like through sheer force of will he just like got up one day and like was just like I can walk now. <laughs> that immediately <laughs> makes me root for him a little. Yeah, bit more right? Than like, a like yeah, a real serious events. underdog. Yeah. And it's a weird thing to include if it didn't actually happen, like to include that you're famous ruler guy. Uh you know was unable to walk for the first seven years of his life it's not your typical no. <laughs> hero hero's journey kind of no kind of no, you're, you're narrative underdog piece for sure, yeah but... exactly sets yeah. it up right away like an underdog um and then from there you kind of like you know pull a bunch of powerful tribes in the area together and they formed this empire and the 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 attribute of the empire that allowed it to survive longer than most other African empires end up surviving is that it was extremely decentralized. The Mansa was the king and he kind of like sat in Mali in the capital, Niani or alternatively also maybe in Timbuktu sometimes uh, which is just fun that it was like an actual it's an actual place. It's, like, it's a pretty important city. Like it was a major city. It was the New York of the Mali empire. Not the capital but the big city and it's just fun to like be like it's Timbuktu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Modern Timbuktu's got like fifty thousand people in it. Oh. It's not a big town. No, it's a little okay. tiny city in Mali. Like so that
0: might be why Dr. Seuss felt like he could reference right. it without anybody. Like right. being like, "Hey, don't diss on Timbuktu." And actually,
1: it's because <laughs> the reason it has such an air of mystery around it is because of all the schools and universities that were built up. They were they were all Arabic. So when we like, as as western and you know christian nations read about it. it's like all oh, these mysterious exotic arabic schools what are they teaching oh, mysticism and stuff so timbuktu becomes this like spooky mysterious place uh, very far away that's huh. where the kind of like connotation for it comes from okay. but it's just a town just a city important city at the time kind of like a university town yeah, it's a university town uh-huh. that's what it was yeah uh, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and uh So, yeah, so, like, it's, uh, this this guy, Sunjada, pulls the tribes together, and, and, like I was saying, it's a very decentralized form of government, so it's, like, made up of, like, between 12 and 14 provinces, depending on the era, each one rules itself, they've got their own, like, individual leadership, and they just sort of pay tribute to the Mansa in Mali. And it worked out really quite well for them. Like it was a good long stretch of time where they had some very interesting leadership. So the first guy was this Sunjata guy, who, by the way, by the time he finished all this and the empire was together, he's 18 years old. What? Yeah, yeah. By the time he had pulled it all together, he won the battle against uh, against you know to, to his his the other warlords to pull it all together. He was 18 years old. So he'd only been Shit. walking
0: 11 years.
1: Yeah, he didn't even have that many miles on his feet. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that was his advantage, right? All his legs were seven years fresher oh. than everybody else's. He's got like... That extra spring in his sp- step. Right, he yeah. had some spring in A his of, step. A lot of force yeah. I don't
0: think he was deformed. I just think he was waiting. He, he was just was waiting. Charging up. <gasps> <laughs> the longest con.
1: <laughs> so he pulled it all together. He made it work. And uh, my, my boy here, Mansa Musa, was his grandnephew. So we're, okay. not, we're not even talking that much further down the line from the, like, semi-mythical historical king. So this, it's called, this, this like, poem that tells Sunjata's life is called The Epic of Sunjata, and it reads like an Epic of Gilgamesh sort of thing, like a Beowulf sort of thing. It's, like, mostly probably historically accurate, quite a lot of flair because he became such a mythical figure. He's, like, a Hiawatha. He's, like, one of those characters that you're, like, eh, yeah, you're, you're... Fairly confident it was a real guy. Like, obviously it was a real guy. Mm-hmm. You're just not 100% sure of the details because Lord it is... Jesus just Christ. Not, not, oh. Oh. <laughs> easy, easy. Pump the brakes now. <laughs> Cut yourself on that edge. Damn! I'm doing uh, that a cool is, dance. No one knows what I'm doing. Also a cool with a band.
2: total sh- in grid on your face. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So just like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got one. Got one. And uh, so yeah, it's like that kind of figure. But Mansa Musa is like a well-documented, pretty well-known guy because of just how like simultaneously generous and just ludicrously like. Like, just just showing off his money at every possible opportunity. So Mansa Musa becomes the king. Uh, he starts off as a deputy. He's, not, he's the first in a new line, sort of a new dynasty. Like I said, he's grand-nephew of Sinjata, so he's not a directly, direct lineage. The king before him, who was uh, Abu Bakr II, was, was king for a while, and it's going well, and then one of his guys came back. like one of, He sent out an expedition of about 200 ships out into the Atlantic. He's like, let's just go explore. We're on the West Coast. Like, who knows what's over there? He, he, his idea was, like, well, you know, maybe like the Great River Niger, there's another bank. And we can get there. And we can find something. And uh, the guy comes back. Like, one ship of the 200 comes back. And he's like, dude, we hit, like, a storm and, like, a whirlpool. It was, like, a river within the sea. And it tore our ships all apart. And the only guy that made it back, it was awful. And Abu Bakr goes, okay, 2,000 ships. And I'm going with them. And he disappears. Oh. He disappears. He never comes back. That's it. As the king of the country. Just was, was like fuck it. And he bailed. <laughs> I want to explore. And he never came back. So Mansa Musa was named deputy in his stead. Like in his in his as he was leaving. And a year passed. And then Mansa Musa was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just the king now. Like I'm. I'm just gonna take this now. Like guys, it's been a year. He's not coming back. He named me next up. So okay, I'm the king now. And it worked out well for Mali, in general. He ushered in a golden age. He he expanded the borders further into the east. This is an area, too, of, like, ludicrous natural riches. Like, just really insane. Like, it, like it's a de- Like, the Sahara Desert's up here, but this is immediately sub-Saharan, so all the minerals and things you can imagine that come up around a deserty area, now imagine the biggest desert ever, and now imagine one empire having all of them, basically, like, stretching out almost the whole length of the southern, you know, the southern edge of that desert. Uh, so gold, like they couldn't even, like didn't even know what to do with it all, and salt just coming out of their ears. And salt was <laughs> insanely valuable at that time. The the currency within the country was just crushed up gold dust. You, sure. So like you would get a certain amount of gold dust in exchange for like the the, the the miners anyway, the people who would own the mines and whatever would would get this gold dust to use as currency, and that prevented the inflation too much inflation, right? Huh. So a bag of gold dust was much less gold than an equal, like, looking-sized chunk of gold, right? Because it's crushed and it's... You know, like, it's, it was just valued such that it, it kept inflation from getting out of hand, and it still allowed you to sort of weigh it out. Right. So, uh, the the standard kind of unit of currency was a myth call, which is equal to about 4.5 grams of gold, hmm. which... In modern times, like, gold's fairly expensive. Like, gold's, like, 50 <laughs> bucks a gram right yeah, now. Yeah. So that's, like, a solid, like, 250 of our modern dollars in gold of a base unit of currency <laughs> that they just sort of chucked around. Like, whatever. Um, the guy, Silver? Who wants that? Yeah, who needs it, right? There's a, uh, yeah, so, so Mansa Musa starts, like, really flexing some flexing some serious capital here. He starts just building stuff. He likes building schools, building mosques and the mosques were kind of interchangeable with universities at the time. And one of the big ones he built is called the uh, it's a legendary one called the Jingareber uh, called the Jingaraber Mosque. Jingareber. And uh he Tarbast that's he built all that we did. right? Do. Yep. Right? It, I'm
0: pretty like I'm
1: fairly confident with this one, the Jingareber Mosque. And it built it in Timbuktu is like actually made up of a multiple like facilities and it still stands to this day actually. Oh. Uh, some extremists tried to tear it down in 2012, but they were just using pickaxes and shit, and they just got chased out of there. <laughs> get, get 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 out of here! Oh, God, stop it! Stop it! Get, stop it! Stop it! They're like, we're gonna tear this down. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is a museum. It's massive. It's a huge friggin' facility. Mm-hmm. And the guy, uh, the guy who built it. So this is just like one of the mosques he built. The architect that he hired to build it got paid. 40,000, somewhere between 15,000 and 40,000 myth calls of gold, which is equivalent to about 200 kilos of gold, of gold dust, which is worth today like $8 million or something like that. And that's like Holy just shit. the architect who probably actually wasn't really an architect, was actually just like a poet who was also very learned and was a good scholar and just like inspired the design. Like he's not even the guy that designed the place or built the place. Like he just inspired it, and they paid him eight million dollars, like just in gold. They just threw gold at him. Like, like later, that was that, that's what this guy did. He just he I just, just see just these little puffs of gold coming up around threw him, gold and yeah. stuff. His his and and Mansa Musa like this is this is kind of characteristic of his reign was like building schools, building like a ton of stuff, and and just showing off his gold. His his most well-known thing and the thing that literally put him on the map like maps drawn after this time the famous kind of Catalan atlas has where Mali would be in Africa just a picture of him like he's oh, literally shit. just like this is where <laughs> this guy lives and he's like wearing a gold crown with a gold staff and a gold nugget and it's like he's all about gold All <laughs> <I like> gold <laughs> so yeah he's just he's all about it and uh, he's like his his trip he took a trip to Mecca he took a pilgrimage so Hajj to Mecca That's and this is his big coming out party on the world scene Uh, apparently 60,000 strong. Good good crew. Mm 60,000 people right away. 12,000 slaves, yes, each of them wearing gold jewelry in Persian silks. So the slaves were wearing gold and and Persian silks. Uh, He just took 80 camels with him. Each camel was laden with about 300 pounds of gold. Gold bars. This is just the gold bars. It's just the walking around money. That's $500 million worth of gold. (laughs) And he just took... In the form of gold bars, not including everything else that's in this parade. Just the bars in the bags on the camels is $500 million. He just took it and left with it.
0: Be the equivalent of having like $500 million in just 20s. Like, like just like walking around 500 (laughs) million in 20s. Yeah, or just, you know,
2: going around with a couple Brinks trucks. Yeah. Yeah. No big
0: deal. And And just having them follow you and then
1: just like handing them out to people as he as he traveled. Like, it was just... It was a ludicrously lavish sort of thing. Uh, legend has it he built a mosque every Friday on his journey. <laughs> he had a mosque built every Friday so that he could worship in a new one every Friday. He sent people out ahead of the journey to start building mosques so that every Friday he'd get to one and, and be able to worship in a new one because he knew he was going to make a journey out of
0: it. Oh, God. He
1: got to... He got, on his way through Egypt... He handed out so much gold that he completely devalued the currency in the Mediterranean. (laughs) Like nobody was like, it wasn't worth anything anymore to anyone because everybody had it. He was throwing gold bars out of his parade like fucking candy, like suckers out of a fire truck, and just like, hey, look, everybody get some, yeah. A real Prince Ali moment. And (laughs) it's just like, just and people were just like, okay, this is absolutely fantastic, and they were all just taking it obviously and going with it. He actually, it got to the point where on his way back through. Everybody was like, dude, you you dicked our economy. (laughs) Like, you just literally dumped money onto our country. And he was like, okay, I'm going to borrow it all back from you on high-interest loans and then just pay you back so that I can set you up again. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) That's what he did. On his way back through, that's what he did. He was just like, oh, yeah, geez. My bad. Sorry. Let me fix that for you. And he did. He just fixed it. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) done. Fixed. (laughs) So that was... That was his coming out party, and that's what really put him on the map, uh, literally uh, on the map for the for the rest of the world, and like from that point forward. This was a time when Europe was just a mess. This is like the 1300s. There's like civil wars. Everybody's dying. There's poverty everywhere. It's disgusting. The whole place. And then you're getting these stories coming from Africa of like this guy is just like fucking just chucking gold bars at anybody that'll take them. Like just <laughs> killing people probably on the side of the yeah. road by like throwing <laughs> gold bars at their head, just <laughs> um, um, just taking them out. And like all this gold was nothing to them because they had all the mines. Like it was super easy to get at. And the salt was actually probably worth a little bit more <laughs> because of how many people needed it and how much they had, you know, what an exclusive access they had to it. So this was, you know, the, the economic powerhouse of the world uh, by, by a mile. And it wasn't just like internal wealth and showing off as the seagulls returned. <laughs> it wasn't just in like internal wealth and showing off all the gold. Also, all the trade routes from the Mediterranean through West Africa had to kind of go through the Mali Empire. There was they had this like huge lockdown on the on the on the sub-Saharan area of Africa that they were able to trade with just about everybody. And like Morocco, they were constantly working with Morocco, and then Morocco was that whole gateway to the rest of Europe and stuff. And uh, he just he just like Mansa Musa was the was the guy at the kind of the crux of the golden age of the Mali Empire, right in book, the middle of its existence, and right when it was at its you know power most most powerful. And it's it's really just characterized by just how much freaking gold they had. Just literally, just <laughs> raw gold. Like, does it not even bother making up a currency. Just crush up some gold dust, put it in a bag, use that. Here you go. There it's done. Uh, you've got it and under your nails, probably <laughs> after a day of a, work. You and sneeze, and, and you're just like, ah, geez, fucking, just like trying to wipe it off yourself, like just like washing your hands. It's just everywhere in the place. And and by, you know, by contrast to some of these very rich. Rulers. It seems like he was like spreading the wealth too. Like he was sharing it. He was building stuff. He also built um, a very legendary university, also in Timbuktu, uh, the University of Sankore, which housed in it the largest collection of books in in the history of Africa outside of the Library of Alexandria. So this is post Library of Alexandria burning down. Right. But uh, it had like some seven hundred thousand manuscripts in the library or something like that, which is impressive for a modern library. That we have a printing press. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> this is like when like every book was its own was an individual thing, and he had seven hundred thousand of these. Built this massive university around it. It was just like it was a. I mean, it was an, uh, an Islamic school, so it was still you still kind of had to reference the Quran if you were making you know making any kind of argument in like philosophy or whatever science. But math was taught there. You know, this was like when people talk about the Arab world. Uh, you know, like, the enlightenment of the Arab world at a time when Europe was in such a period of strife, it's not just Mecca and Medina, it's also, it's like Mecca, Medina, and Timbuktu are, like, the three big centers of Islamic enlightenment at this time. And around the same time as... It's kind of funny, because it all kind of sort of comes down around them at the same time, too. Like, around the same time that the, you know, the, the, the Middle East is under attack from various forces... This is when the uh, the Mali Empire starts to kind of fall apart as well. And, uh, again, it's a pretty standard sort of like, obviously, Matsumusa does his pilgrimage. He comes back. He builds some more stuff. He passes away in 1337. Natural causes, by all accounts. Just a solid, good, good lead. Good roll. <laughs> Lots he, of money. Built up the country. Waved his gold around at everybody. Lived for a while. Died happy, I'm sure. It's <laughs> just oh, like yeah. a solid run. And then... Eventually, this is again, like, a couple hundred years later, by the end of the Empire, uh, there's, like, a succession issue, and the, the starts to kind of fracture along its seams, and the Songhai Empire is building up in the, like, west of them, and starting to really threaten them, and, like, takes Gao and Timbuktu and these places, and then all of a sudden they like, it just breaks apart into its constituent parts, and then is eventually absorbed by other you know empires and just forms other little states along the way and now it's modern west africa right like it's it's not that long ago it's about 400 years ago that the the empire broke up the mali empire broke up so it's like a fairly recent one but it's you know its recency is surprising when you consider how difficult it is to find information on it because of that oral tradition right and because like honestly it's such a it was such a golden age and such a powerhouse that it became kind of mythological, and now it's so much the other way in that area right now of the world. Like, really? Even, like, Senegal, of the of the constituent nations of the Mali Empire, like, Senegal is... seems like a pretty decent place to live from what I've I've been able to glean the rest of them. Not so much. And even Senegal's like, mm. <laughs> like... It's yeah. got its sketchy bits, right? Like, you know? The whole country's kind of like, whoa... A little, you know, but, but before this, this was, if not the most powerful nation in the world, then easily the richest nation in the Sounds world. Sounds like easily the richest <laughs> We're talking about another level. He left with $500 million worth of gold bears, walking around cash, and the country was fine. They 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 were fine, like they didn't care. They're just like whatever, yeah,
0: that's okay. We're fine. We're doing our thing. This isn't like Bautista (coughs) leaving Cuba with the full economy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Going to Exactly. This isn't like like that. Yeah, he's very
1: aware of his country's ability to kind of like, I don't even want to say take a hit because it wasn't a hit. It was like just him taking that money. Like this is money that I can take that I have access to. Spare
0: change could be just his personal money yeah yeah it might yeah who knows
1: it came out of it could have i'm sure mostly came out of like you know what would have been his own coffers sort of thing yeah which were interchangeable with yeah, the economy but still it's it's just ridiculous yeah and so it you know it it came up you know it lasted for about 400 years it, it fell off the map again it didn't fall off the map but it fell apart it broke up into its pieces it was destroyed by another empire to the west to the east and and the song "Empire" was an impressive one in its own right, and whatever could do another episode on that. But the fact that it's just like, and I and this seems to I seem to be saying this over and over again in these in these podcasts, but like this one, it's just it's just not something anybody really knows about. You know, um, like it's not something that comes up, and maybe it's like maybe the fact that we keep saying this is like indicative of our own subpar historical education. Absolutely <laughs> it is. but like, uh, uh, you know, like not, this not is not a stinging indictment at all. No, this this you know, this one is huge. This is all the gold. All this the gold. Like all the gold. It's yep. all the gold forever, and like salt for days, and this massive nation, and like capable of maybe cross atlantic journeys like i'm sure if that guy I'm going to go ahead and say no i'm sure if that guy had yeah. made it <laughs> back if that guy had even like turned around halfway and made it back and been like there's something out there they could have doubled down on it they had the money that if they had if they had turned that toward let's journey across the atlantic if you know, i think if abu bakr the second did not get lost at sea and instead decided to be like Let's start exploring a little more prudently. Maybe I just won't dive into the ocean and try to just swim, (laughs) just swim as far (laughs) as I can. Uh, Maybe instead, let's like redirect some of our massive, massive wealth into like grabbing astronomers from around the world and putting it out there. It's 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 like it reminds me of the United States when the JFK was like, "We're gonna go to the moon by the end of the." It's that they could have got across if he had said, "We're gonna cross the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, by the end of the decade." They would have. No question, because they had the money to do it. Yep. And but money could buy anything. It's yeah. it's only a hundred and fifty years before Columbus. Yeah. So the technology is in place. I you mean, know, they didn't advance that quickly. Compasses yeah. still existed, boats still existed, and you know whatever. They didn't have life jackets either way, so it didn't matter. <laughs> so like you know yeah. they still knew what scurvy was. They had all the salt they needed to salt all their meats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and being a trade mecca, it's like well. Okay, it's easy enough to gain your expertise, your stories right. of what That's else what I mean. is going on, they don't, and make contacts. Not only like, do they have the educational facilities, but they could have like poached intellectuals from anywhere by just hurling gold bricks at their head yeah. until they came over. It's yeah. like ah, stop it. Stop. Okay, fine. Stop. Jeez, my God. Like, just, like, well, you might might start out with like, the,
2: you know the pouches first. Yeah, little pouches of gold it dust. It. And that guy's like,
1: man, yeah. this is a lot of gold, but. I've heard of more, and then it's just like woo, 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 <laughs> three or four gold bars just like land on the guy's face. But like, I, you know, if if this, if I, I honestly, I think Abu Bakr dro- dropped the ball. Because we could have had like Africa making first contact. I mean, other than those Vikings who yeah. obviously made it to Newfoundland, but then didn't make it much further than that. <laughs> but still, and, like, like having,
2: having the resources at hand and being mm. able to be like, okay, we found this, so we can go all out and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck it. we'll. we'll... We're happy here. We got
1: all of our, our home base set up, and yeah, let's go out and find out what else there and is. And this was like a coastal empire, you know. It had a yeah. massive stretch of coast in the you know Western Africa. They knew how to sail. They could have, I think, if they you know if they had really doubled down on it. Again, if if old Abu hadn't Prudently. blown you know blown his load a little early, <laughs> just shot the water a little quick. He got excited one. to go on a boat. <laughs> I want to go across <laughs> the ocean. Where's and like cool the fact that the guy came back and was like, "Dude, we all died." It's terrible. Like, we need to really, like... Oh, my God. It was like a Whirlpool, it ripped all our ships apart, and he was like, all right, that's... Like, yeah. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Oh, well, clearly that. you don't know anything. Yeah, like, what are Donald you doing? What are you, do you turn doing? left. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs>
2: just go around it. What are you doing? But there's and, no details of where that first expedition went
1: exactly, is there? No. I mean, it's it just... far enough that the guy was able to... It was like... How long, how long were they gone? Like, a couple of years, I think, oh, by the shit. time the other guy came back. Uh... That's pretty yeah, I actually don't have that. That necessarily. I know he was gone. He was gone for a year before Mansa Musa was like, uh, "Yeah, okay, I'm the king now. <laughs> this is over. This yeah. is, the dream is dead." Yeah. <laughs> I, like, we, we all kind of knew what he was gonna do or what was gonna happen here. And you he can was, see so. how, like, that being the circumstances of how you came into ruling, that you know then you wouldn't be really like excited to like that send four yeah. boats across the yeah. ocean. Be kind of a waste of Trouble money at down. that point. And when you already have all the money, you're also like we don't you're not like, we need to go find resources elsewhere. Yeah. Like, oh I can just buy them. Like whatever, I don't care. I can just yeah. buy them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good counterpoint to So like maybe they wouldn't up have up it. wouldn't have wanted to go exploring. But yeah. I think had their places been reversed, had Musa done all his thing and then the, the Voyager King, as they call him, Abubakar, because that's a very, like a very nice way of <laughs> putting it. That's a nice way of putting the guy <laughs> the, lost. the Voyager yeah. King um, <laughs> had come along after that with all that money and all that power and all that land now, and the reputation that Mali had then earned internationally from Mansa Musa's massive pilgrimage, like throwing money out of his train and doing the thing, clothing his slaves in virgin silks, that then that guy could have made it across the ocean. And he would have made contact with probably Brazil is where they are geographically. Yeah. Would have been his point of contact. And then that would have been like a hugely different like introduction into the world, into the old world. Not through Europe but through Africa instead. And a a massively powerful African nation. And I mean that African nation did succumb then to another African nation which then like you know took it down and and, then whatever there's infighting and, and all that stuff. But like at no man, they could not make contact.
0: The dream world of like uh, African-controlled South America, yeah. is oh. a pretty crazy, very resource-rich yeah. area.
1: And again, it's not All like the it, economy. Yeah, it's you know, it's not <laughs> like it was. It's only 150 years before Columbus, which like historically is not that long. So technologically, the the, the you know the systems are in place, but mm. like is still beating them in the race by 150 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. still being 100 a big, years. You can do a lot of, with that a, time. It's a big win. You can do a lot of work in that in that length of time. Yeah, so like there's no, there's absolutely zero evidence. There's some conspiracy theories of course that like this guy made it across and landed in like Recife or something in Brazil and was like, started doing the thing. But it didn't happen. Like it just people like, I mean there's people are going to say that all the time there's people saying like a Chinese guy landed in Cape Breton like it, it happens like you watch, you watch the History Channel long enough you're going to find this yeah. shit right <laughs> aliens. It <laughs> it'll, aliens it'll come up yeah and then yeah that's leaving out even the extraterrestrial contact <laughs> that of course was made at this time obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously well how else did they find all the gold <laughs> inside must have shown them yeah. Yeah. never mind that like they found it in the ground right? <laughs> it's just like no, I... but yeah so like it 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 it's just really neat to think about this. Like, had these two kings just been switched around, man, he could have made it. He could have made it across the ocean. Could have maybe done it. He could have. Yeah. He could have touched the the North America, South America, and the Americas, and uh, and made contact. And maybe he would have been less shitty about it.
2: Yeah, one, one can
1: hope. One right? can hope.
2: I mean, if he's. Throwing around gold like it's
1: going out of style, and much you know, and you and you meet like up with those Incans. You way know, more, way change, more go a tolerant, like really Islam at this time, and even Islam in its purest state today is, you know, it's a more tolerant, it's a more tolerant religion
0: in, in its purest. Like if you're not going with like extreme yeah, fundamentalism, obviously, so leaving a, is way more. Yeah, like it it leaves a little bit more room. Yeah. I think, it, and it, it just it,
1: has that little like Eastern like it's all good kind of flair. Like yeah. that. Like, it's got a little bit more of that, like, Eastern religion, like, just, it's okay, just relax sort of feeling rather than the, like, rah, screaming, screeching especially, of, of Christianity. Especially right the now. Christians
0: who are going to be landing in the Americas. Yeah. Uh, like, the ones who are specifically there to do missionary <laughs> yeah. work, to preach <laughs> yeah, as loud yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: exactly. Like, Musa was a devout Muslim, definitely. Yeah. And I'm sure he would have brought that. He would have built mosques. I'm not saying that wouldn't have happened. No. have would have had the conversation and tried to convert these guys. No but, doubt. I mean, the only thing is, would they have brought diseases regardless? And probably... Probably. Oh, yeah. The, Might it have been different thing. coming from
0: Africa than uh, Europe.
1: Maybe. they. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's still completely isolated populations, like, might have been different diseases, maybe. Definitely yeah. still would have been diseases, yeah. I think. I, I, so, like, there's still... But still, it's still well... But then maybe it would have stuck around and helped them out when they started dying of these diseases. You know what? Like, maybe Maybe
0: that whole diseases thing just could have gone a different <laughs> way. You know, that would have been nice. Handled it
1: differently, you know? It's just a, it's just a weird sort of, like... It, it, yeah, this was, like, I was reading about this, and I was, like, at once, I was, like... the one, On the one side, I was, like, this is just another one of these, like... Another time I'm going to have to say, man, I didn't know anything about this. This was a really <laughs> big deal. Because it seems like I have to say that every single time I do on these episodes. Like, man, I had no idea this was even a thing. And it's actually a huge deal. And then also it has that sort of, like, alternate world. Like, man,
0: they could have made it. They, they had all the money. Yeah. They yeah. had all the money forever. Well, Africa's a wonderful what-if. Like, yeah. because the the horribleness of Europeans uh, <laughs> in the race for Africa... Shocker. Yeah, we, we really, uh, we're trying to keep it real here. Uh, the horribleness of Europeans forever is the yeah. kind of constant thesis of our uh, kind of work yeah. here. But yeah, uh, the race for Africa ripped any sort of hope that Africa had of... Roughed it up. Because, like, think of... A ton of one ifs and what if they could have like been a power player by the time the race for Africa yeah. showed up and they had all the money? Could they maybe have helped keep some half of Africa intact? Yeah, who knows? But yeah. Europe screwed it all up. They,
1: they screwed it up. Yeah. yeah, as they do. As
0: yeah. they do. <laughs> makes sense. Um, but normally we ended on those sort of things. But I have a couple questions because there's yeah. some cool things, and I <laughs> know that this is an oral yeah. culture, so we don't have much, and it might just be which is really unfortunate because this is fascinating. But. So Europe. Uh, at this point in time wouldn't have had any real clue other than whispers from boats and people like that. Like, they're like, traveling, well, like, how yeah,
1: much? I mean, Mansa Musa's pilgrimage was to Mecca and Europe had contact with, with, Mecca. with the Middle East at this, you know, during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, the 1300s, so yeah. we're talking about, like, medieval kind of Europe. And, and yeah, you've got, like, scouts and you've got, like, you know, people telling people things and then there's, of course, like, your famous travels, like, there's one famous Um, Muslim traveler Ibn Battuta, who made it all the way to China and, like, down into Mali and, like, down up through Europe and stuff. Like, he went everywhere. He literally went everywhere, and he wrote it all down, and he's, like, one of the most trusted sources for information about this time. But, uh, yeah, they would have just heard, like, twisted whispers, basically, by the time it made it to the average guy in Europe, uh, like, this guy who's got all the money.
0: I think that one would have been... How can you blow that story out of proportion? <laughs> like, how can the, like, yeah. common people of the day blow that one up even more than it already yeah. was? like, that one's pretty. I'd say if you're
1: a king, you're just, like, not telling your people that. You gotta just shut up just about like, it. Nope. Yeah. Nobody needs to know
0: about <laughs> that situation. The common, like, little chimney sweep boy doesn't need to have aspirations to get down to Africa like, and become a slave for this African run guy. To so the he desert, just, yeah. To no. get to this. Like.
1: Holy Land in Mali that's like just ridiculous. Yeah, this
0: thing looks socked at yeah. this point. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're yeah. probably
1: a little more
2: preoccupied with, you know, Crusade era mentality. Plus, if you're going to try and go
1: through the Moorish lands there, you're not yeah. going to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. uh, and... Portugal apparently tried to like, was like raiding their coast for a little while. Mm. And then they just like Bottom off.
0: <laughs> See, that's what I figured all diplomacy with them would probably be. It would be like... Yeah, I mean, they, pro- you know, they fought them off, too, because they
1: had a pretty solid, obviously, they had a pretty solid standing army, they had the money to, to afford it, and the guys were decked out with the best stuff. Of it. There was actually a little bit of gold in their spears. Of course, of, of course. course. They put gold in their spearheads. Uh, Unfortunately,
0: that's a soft metal and not a great <laughs> It is soft. Yeah. I, I imagine it was
1: just like filigree, like yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like really pretty stuff. And, like, they fought them off, and then eventually they came to an agreement, which involved, I'm sure, just, like, here, fine, here, take it, yeah, okay, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. Stop, stop it, stop it, Portugal, stop you're it. You're burning my fishing boats, like, I don't care, I'm gonna buy more, go which away. Which promptly launched the golden <laughs> age in Portugal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Portuguese king was like, ah! the richest man alive (laughs) so yeah that's like that's kind of was the extent of the contact between Europe and and the Mali Empire at this time everything else was sort of like second hand through the Middle East yeah right which is like the religious connection there
0: that seems like a fun one. Anyone got anything else?
1: No, like I was gonna dive in
2: on the dive in on the whole naval exploration side of things, but we covered that.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just and it's cool. It'd be cool.
0: Well, but, it's something that I think maybe this is a good time of talking about it, and this is kind of what we're doing with the stupid show anyway, uh, which is oral culture is like ridiculously wrong, and uh, <laughs> like it's it's great because we get these stories passed down but we don't know if it's fact or not and we're just kind of perpetrating that by continuing yeah. oral culture but the cool thing is that you're able to at least get a story and a you character get something. It. You yeah. get, you get something. you get something that has got a dramatic flair and it has and I was,
1: I was digging I was trying to find like stuff about Moose's personality himself and there's just not much to be had honestly mm. like from what I you know what quotes I have one's talking about talking to this traveler even Batuta about you know the last king and he was like yeah no he Sailed away about a year ago and he never came back, so I'm the king now. It's like, that mm, it was like his quote on it, was like, that was it. And then the rest of it is just him, like, giving money to the poor and building schools.
0: Yeah. So, which seems pretty yeah. nice. Like, so, like, that, uh, what's interesting is that could be his true personality or that could be like an example of Augustian uh, yeah, uh, propaganda yeah. where, yep. it, you know, that's what just gets passed down to you because that's what the people last heard about him and that's what they remember because he was overall a pretty good leader yeah. and you kind of forget all the Machiavellianism and yeah. like the yeah. other aspects some, some that some might be there. Stuff, and also you know yeah, that?
2: where did all those slaves come from for that journey to Mecca? There was like, a lot of slave I mean, trading
1: of still slaves. going on and I mean he did take territory. There were wars being fought. Actually though his general did most of that and he on his way back um from the 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 pilgrimage, he found out that they took another city and he like stopped by there and like <laughs> built a mosque hey, yeah. 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 put that there yeah. poof, poof, poof poof gold, gold. Yeah. Poof, 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 poof. <laughs> yes and his general was like hey yeah by the way we were fighting a war Like, and we took this city and he was like great <laughs> good job up. buddy good job yeah. <laughs> do you want some gold <laughs> gold do you, do you like gold how about some salt change things up a bit here. <laughs> yeah it's just I was trying to find too like numbers like what what do you think is like actual net worth was and I mean it's like 400 billion dollars is like the numbers that it's thrown around but it's like it's just it's at the point where like you could buy anything forever. Your economic potential is is infinite at that point. Like, you could just literally buy anything. And then if you could buy anything forever, and then you just add a bar of gold to your... Are you richer, really? Yeah. Like, because yeah. you could still buy anything forever. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Your, your economic potential is only, is like, tied to what you can purchase and what, you know... And he could just purchase anything.
0: Well, what seemed interesting so a little bit about America. this guy as well is that uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, he didn't have the Scrooge McDuck, like... Yeah, he wasn't uh, hoarding you know, it. Give me more of that, give yeah. me more of that, give me more of that mentality.
2: No, and that's almost... Well, I guess it's kind of a byproduct of the failure of the expedition king. Mm, uh, yeah. Voyage king. The, the Voyage king. king story, the Voyage yeah. king, yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of more content to be like, well, clearly that path doesn't work, so I'm just going to rest on my laurels here for a while and, you know, yeah, and do I mean, us good.
1: The expansion, <laughs> They mean, they expanded landward yeah Yeah. (laughs) which was a safer bet usually usually a safer walk there is safer but uh yeah i think really the reason he wasn't trying to hoard it and there isn't much uh from what i could find of other even other kings of Mali. it's always sort of like that you have all the money and you're never going to run out so there's not really any point in hoarding it like there's no like no one's coming to take your stuff yeah. until the Songhai came and started taking yeah. cities and then it was a military clash that they just couldn't win because the Songhai were bigger and then there was infighting and they tore themselves apart because it, like I said it was a decentralized sort of empire it was a lot of like individual provinces being run by their people and then coming together at a court under the king mm-hmm. so those guys started to fight amongst themselves and pull itself apart but during its prime there was no like oh geez, like we get to keep enough money for this to make sure of this like there was no incentive to hoard because you just had all the money like and there was never you could just dig it up out of the ground again like it was never running out there was never a worry even if like the gold mine like a gold mine emptied you had six salt mines that were just as valuable and then you found a new gold mine down the road like it was just so you were just like fuck yeah give it to everybody here you go everybody take some money right like there was no incentive to hoard because there was you know there's no threat of losing anything right yeah (laughs) that is a great
2: geographical location too considering you've got a desert that no yeah. one's really going to come through. And then you've got all the overland routes that you're currently populated through.
0: And yeah, no one's really coming at you from the sea. basket right there. Yeah. A little... yeah, it's a really good... Like, a if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to play Civ... If you spawn there. You walk yeah, down, you down that tailor, area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good spot um, to be. I think this is probably a good way of wrapping it up, because now we're just bragging about how great it would be to have, like... <laughs> man, that'd be sick. that'd oh, be so sick. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> but that's lovely. It's a, it's a great what-if scenario. It, it is. what-if. Yeah.
0: And I guess, uh, like, you know, as white dudes in a white land right now, uh, we don't get to hear a lot of, like, cool African stories other than, like, how we screwed over Africa, yeah. or... Stay tuned. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, like, there's a lot of... Uh, whatever we touch on with Africa is usually kind of uh, involving Europeanism yeah. as a central point. Yeah,
1: if it's uh, not wordly racist, it's at least Eurocentric. Like, even yeah. even in some of the accounts of this, like, he bought back that gold at a high interest rate to save the economy that he dicked by giving so much gold away. Yeah. But, like, for a long time, European historians had him, like, spending all his money and running out of money and having to borrow it back on his way back through Egypt because he was a stupid African. Uh, That was, like, the historical account. And then, like, people were very quickly like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Wait, he was, like, building schools. He was very, you know, like, he was very (laughs) pious and, like, education-focused, and he was, like, pretty smart with every other move. And you just think he blew all his cash on, like, a, a, a trip through Egypt? A night Egypt. out in Egypt? What's going <laughs> <Like> That's <on? laughs> such, like, a kind of a twisted, like, oh, my God, just look for some way for this guy to be an idiot, right? Like, yeah. It's, like, it's just, you know, racist history. Racist like, it's, history. It's, it's that's gross. all it is. Really gross. So, yeah, that I mean, that's not the the consensus, but that was, like, earlier, you know, accounts by various historians, you know, we're like, that's... Like, yeah, that's kind of what they thought, or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. Dumb-dumbs. It's just, it's hard to get away from that, you know? Yeah. It's not even, you know, it's not safe. There's no, like, discipline that's safe from that kind of thing.
0: No. But here at Sanitation Eater, we're going to try and find weird ones. Unbiased. Right. Unbiased. Definitely white guys. (laughs) Definitely awkward white guys. Firmly in that category. But we want to better <laughs> The English suck. The English my sucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. there you go. Nah, we needed that. Um, so check out all of our podcasts on cbkhalifax.com and on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. You kind of know how the internet works by this point in time. You can like <laughs> type it into Google and you can find all the stuff. You Google yeah. it. Yeah, uh, just Google it. You know, just Google it. Yep. Uh, I want to thank Ryan and Johnny, uh, and especially Ryan today for the awesome story. Yeah. Uh, Next week we're going to have a cool story from history.